0: No, for real. I missed you. Hey, friends, welcome to this episode of the Getting It in Favor podcast with Favor Kanike. Yeah, I'm really happy to do this episode, yeah, because I feel it's something that God has put in my heart for quite a while. And so I hope that you are looking forward to what we're going to share today. But before that, I just want to remind you, in case you've forgotten, in case you've been told otherwise, that you are beautiful. You are extremely beautiful. And you're not beautiful because your friends tell you. You're not beautiful because of all the maybe hair you've done, or the makeup or the new clothes, you know. But you're beautiful because you're made in the image of God. And you need you need to remember that. Through and through. Yeah. So. um, This episode. <laughs> is basically going to be about. The story of Moses. Yeah. Why? Why the story of Moses? I mean. Why? Why at this particular point? Why are we going to go back and talk about. How he. Split the Red Sea. And all the plagues. And you know. Like why? I feel that. Some one of the things we learn best from in the Bible are the different stories. Because there's so many different stories in the Bible. There's a story of Moses, which we're going to look at today. There's a story of Joshua and the walls of Jericho. There's a story of Samuel. There's a story of Hannah. And I feel that we need to, you know, pay attention to these stories. And not They're not just stories. They're lessons for us to learn and for us to get to know God better, so today we are basically starting off. Uh, this I don't call it a segment, but this um part of this podcast where we tell stories, tell stories from the Bible, story that God has put in place for us to learn from and to get to know Him better. So welcome to story time <laughs> on this podcast is getting into favor. Okay, yeah. So um I guess I chose to do the story of Moses because of the animation, The Prince of Egypt, that actually came out in about nineteen ninety-eight. You know, I was quite shocked to learn this because I've watched um I've watched this, this animation for years now. I like to repeat movies and things like that. But I've watched this animation so many times. And I guess each time I watch it, I get more intrigued by the story of Moses. Not that I've not heard it from anywhere else, but you know, when something is made um, visual, it's easier to understand and to relate with. So yeah, this animation came out in 1998. And it's um basically the story of Moses actually it is the story of Moses um, when the israelites woke okay, from his birth all the way to when he 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 leads the people of israel out of egypt and even more interestingly this animation in itself is also a musical because they used different soundtracks to properly illustrate and I guess make one relate with the situation in the story. Yes. And um, one of these songs yeah, is called Through Heaven's Eyes by Brian Stocks Mitchell. And I guess this song really, it really got to me. It was it was a well-written song. And it was talking about how we need to see our stills through heaven's eyes through god's eyes what does god say about us and i feel that's something that each one of us needs to do on a daily basis or else we're going to get a wrong definition of ourselves from the world yeah so that is basically the inspiration of this of this episode and i realized that the story of moses that i was aware of that i knew was based on this animation, and I thought to myself, like, wait, I have a Bible, right? So, why don't I know this story from the Bible? And so, I decided, so God led me to read this story again, but from the Bible, yeah, and so I took about a week studying this particular part of the story, Um, so you're going, so this story is is um actually found in the book of Exodus from chapter one to chapter fifteen so that's what we will be discussing today. I'm just going to retell the story. <laughs> yeah I'm going to retell the story because it's um I guess has been put in my heart so that we can start to learn lessons from these different Bible stories. Yeah okay so we're going to start or I'm going to start with um the lyrics to the song Through Heaven's Eyes by Brian Stokes Mitchell, so that I'm able to share with you where I'm coming from. Okay, so he says, A single thread in a tapestry, though its colour brightly shines, can never see its purpose in the pattern of a grand design. And the stone that sits on the very top of the mountain mighty face Does it think it's more important than the stones that form the base? So how can you see what your life is worth or where your value lies? You can never see through the eyes of man. You must look at your life. Look at your life through heaven's eyes. A lake of gold in the desert sand is less than a cool fresh spring. And to one lost sheep, a shepherd boy is greater than the richest king. If a man loses everything he owns, has he truly lost his worth? Or is it the beginning of a new and brighter birth? So how do you measure the worth of man? In wealth or strength or size? In how much he gained or how much he gave? The answer will come. The answer will come to him who tries to look at his life through heaven's eyes. And that's why we share all we have with you. Though there's little to be found. When all you've got is nothing, there's a lot to go around. No life can escape being blown about by the winds of change and chance. And though you never know all the steps, you must learn to join the dance. Yeah, and um, that's it. That Those are the lyrics to the song. Now, many times we listen to music and we don't necessarily listen to the lyrics. Well, sometimes we do actually listen to the lyrics, but we have to be honest. The times it's just about the beat, the melody, and that's it for us. And we don't pay much attention to these lyrics. But I feel like lyrics make a song, yeah. <laughs> I feel like listen when you come to listening to music, the most important part is the lyrics. Yeah. Because they are the words eh, that either add or subtract from us as we listen to the music. Yeah, so you know, I realized the song is pretty fast. And it was so easy to miss a few words. What actually got me to listen to it closely was the chorus. Because that's the part that's easiest to hear and take in when the song is playing. So I dug deeper and looked for the lyrics. I know it's not much digging to be done. But I looked for the lyrics and I was, I guess, amazed. Or I think I even fell more in love with the song. Because it got me to think that what could have been the possible reason as to why this song was a great addition to the animation about the story of Moses in the Bible. Yeah, so let's let's find that out. Yeah, let's do that together. Yeah, then let's look at the story of Moses. I know I've all heard about Moses. At least I think we all have. Yeah. But if you haven't, I guess this is your lucky day because we're looking at this amazing character in the Bible. I think for me, he's one of the prophets I look up to because I, I've i learned that he's humble and he, he trusted in God with all his heart. And it was never about him. It was always about what does God want, what's good for God's people, what is my role to play, I need to... To ask God what to do. And that was him. And I guess that's why he really inspires me as a as a prophet. It's okay. Now let's look at the story. So if you want to follow. You can turn to Exodus chapter 1. To 15. But I'm briefly going to tell the story. While... Referring to my Bible here and there, but today I'll be using my good news version because that's what I use during my study So it will be easier to tell the story using my good news version Yeah, okay. So what was this? was born in a time when the Israelites were In Egypt as slaves. Yeah, I think I've had about that ton of times Yeah, so these this guys were in a state that was so different. It was slavery at its worst. And, you know, it was because, you know, the whole story of Joseph and his brothers when I lived in Egypt and then their descendants, you know, multiplied and then they say living in Egypt. So they, they just used to live there and work there. But at first they were not necessarily slaves, but then the pharaohs, as they kept on, uh, should I say, dying, <laughs> and come and the next person taking up their place, yes, as they kept on progressing in their lineage, <laughs> yes, as they kept doing that, you know, the the pharaohs kept forgetting about Joseph and what he had done for them or for Egypt. And so it reached a point when the Pharaoh that came in did not remember the kindness of Joseph. And so he started seeing the Israelites as a threat because their numbers had greatly increased. And this I found quite interesting that these people, the, the, the Pharaoh was afraid of the number of the Israelites in, the, in Egypt at the time. So he decided to use them as slaves, yeah, you know, the more you break their spirit, the you know, they'll be less motivated, they'll probably won't have the energy to rebel against you, try and take over your land. So that was his strategy. So that he did. But in doing that he realized that the numbers are not reducing. So he told the midwives of the of the Israelites that whenever a baby boy is born, that they should kill that baby boy. But to think that God was really looking after the Israelites, yes? Even the midwives feared God and so did not obey the king. Yeah? It says in um, Exodus chapter 1, verse um, 17. But the midwives feared God and so did not obey the king. Instead, they let the boys live. So you can imagine. Like they didn't kill the babies because they feared God. Interesting, right? Then the king was like, You know what? Any baby boy of the Israelites, let's throw them into the river Nile so that the crocodiles may eat them. So basically, it was just trying to like reduce their manpower and everything. Um, so when this happened, you can imagine to these Israelites, it was quite sad. But then there was there was Moses' mother. And so she you know the story she put her baby in a basket, and then she lined it with a, a substance. I can't remember which, but if you read chapter two, you get to know uh, a waterproof substance, yeah that would let her child leave at least. So she put that child in the basket and let him float down the river. But you know this basket ended up in um the waters where the where one of the Egyptian royalties yeah were taking a bath and so she looked at the child and she said that this is one of the Hebrew babies and she had pity on the child, and so she took him in as he as her own. It was actually the king's daughter, yes. So the king daughter takes in Moses as a baby, as her own. And lucky enough for Moses' mother, she gets to take care of her baby on behalf of the king's daughter, yes. Okay, so that's how Moses ended up growing up as the prince of Egypt, right? It was... If it's a luck, but if it was God's will, yeah, for him to survive at that point when they were killing his edge mates, <laughs> I guess that's one way I could put it. His, yeah, what would be his edge mates, yes. Okay, so after that, Moses grew up as a prince of Egypt, and yes, so he grows up. But when he grows up, he sees how the Israelites are being treated so cruelly by the Egyptians. And he wasn't happy about that. And somewhere, somehow, ended up killing one of the Egyptians. And then the Pharaoh became angry with him and wanted to kill him. In chapter 2, uh, verses 15, yes, it says, when the king heard about what had happened he tried to have moses killed but moses fled and went to live in the land of midian and in the land of midian he found he found jethro who was a pre, priest yes a priest yes he found jethro who was a priest now jethro happened to be the father of a few girls that he had helped at the well and because he had helped them Jethro gave his oldest daughter Zipporah to Moses as his wife and then they had a son so here he learned to be a shepherd and take care of the sheep <laughs> and yeah that's where he becomes yeah this is also where God calls Moses This is the part where we find the burning bush that is not consumed. And so one day, you know, Moses is taking care of his sheep, but one of them runs off into the mountains. So Moses follows it. And in his pursuit of his sheep, he comes across a burning bush. And so he he goes and looks at it. And, you know, he's, he's, he's amused. He's like, okay. And then God speaks to him. Through the burning bush and says, I am the great I am. And he, you know, he calls him. Actually, me, let me get that particular part. So God calls Moses through the burning bush. And then chapter 3, verse 5 says, God said, Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals because you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Moses covered his face because, of, because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have seen how cruelly my people are being treated in Egypt. I have heard them cry out to be rescued from their slave drivers. I know all about their sufferings. Thus eight, and so I have come down to rescue them from the Egyptians and to bring them out of Egypt to a spacious land. One which is rich and fertile, and in which the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites now live. I have indeed heard the cry of my people, and I see how the Egyptians are oppressing them. Now I am sending you to the king of Egypt, so that you can lead my people out of this country. Verse 11. But Moses said to God, I am nobody. How can I go to the king and bring the, the Israelites out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. And when you bring the people out of Egypt, you will worship me on this mountain. That will be the proof that I have sent you. And so, okay, that, that was uh, verse 12, yes. And so that's how the conversation went. You know, God is telling Moses, I am going to send you to bring my people out of Egypt. But Moses felt inadequate. You know, at a point he says, I stammer, that one in chapter four. He says, I stammer, I am no one, Will the Egyptians really listen to me. And you know, God reassures him and says, I will be with you. He says, I am great, I am. You know, and... Because of the assurance that God gives Moses, Moses goes in, yeah, he says, he goes to, he goes back to Egypt, yeah, and God was really on Moses' side because he, he even gives him a miraculous power, yeah, with the stick that he was holding at that particular time as a shepherd. So this, this for me is the biggest part of the story. This is this I feel is a reason, one of the reasons as to why the song Through Heaven's Eyes was quite applicable <laughs> in this in this movie. Yeah. Because you know Moses he saw himself as as weak. He felt he couldn't do it. He felt like an impossible mission, an eh? mission impossible <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, God said, I will be with you. So through, through heaven's eyes, what God was saying is that, you know what, I am sending you, and I am with you. And because I am with you, there is a power that is with you. And I believe this is something that Christians these days face, yeah. Actually, everyone faces this. We feel that we can't do it, we feel we are inadequate. And God is just always there to tell us that He has us. He's got our back to do this, anything that it may be that He has trusted you with. It can be to preach. It can be exams. It can be literally anything. Yeah, but I think we always need the reminder that that God is with us. Verse twelve. Of chapter 3 says, God answers, I will be with you. God will always be with each one of us. God will always be with you. You who is listening in. Yeah, and I feel that this, I think this for me was like the biggest part of reflection in this story. So Moses goes to Egypt and he tells the Pharaoh to let God's people go so that they can worship him in the desert. I know that sounds a bit funny. (laughs) Like, when I was reading, I was thinking, okay, in the desert, interesting, okay. But yes, that, that was the message that God had sent Moses to give to the Pharaoh. Now, earlier, Moses had told God that, God, I can't speak well. I've never been a good speaker, and... I haven't become one since I began since you began to speak to me. I'm a poor speaker, slow and hesitant. So that is exactly what Moses said. But God had his back. God said, you know what? Someone else will speak for you. So God used Aaron, Moses' brother, to help Moses to speak to the Pharaoh. This is just how much God had Moses's back. Yeah. Okay. So Moses in Egypt telling the Pharaoh. Yeah. So God tells Moses that he would make the Pharaoh stubborn. Yeah, and he would refuse to let the people go, and then he would send all these plagues to show his might is to the Israelites but more so the Egyptians and to show them that only one God is Lord. And so this actually happened and there were so many different, different plagues and this goes all the way through chapter eight, chapter, actually chapter seven to about chapter 14. So basically God, God was showing his might in this story because it's, I find it so amusing that God said, I will make the Pharaoh stubborn so that, yeah, so that I will show my might to the Egyptians. And that is exactly what happened when there was that battle about turning sticks into snakes. Moses's stick turned into a snake, but so did the sticks of the priests of Egypt. But what actually happened after that is that Moses's snake ate the snakes of the Egyptian priests, and that already showed that God was mightier, like God is mightier than anything else, really. And that's what happened. When you read through all the plagues, I feel like it's a good thing to read through just so that... Actually, if you ever doubt that God is powerful, or God, if you ever feel like that doubt, just feel free to read this part of the Bible, because I feel that it reminded me of how in control God is. Sometimes we try to control things, but God was really, really in control. The Egyptians really had it in with all the plagues that came their way. But the last plague is what changed the Pharaoh's mind. The death of the firstborn. And the Pharaoh's own firstborn son passed on. And that is when finally he let the Israelites out of Egypt. Um, so you go on to discover that they said that journey straight away. Yeah. And they were guided by the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. The pillar of cloud during the day and the pillar of fire during the night. Now, chapter 14 is really interesting. Yes, uh, It talks about crossing the Red Sea. And their crossing was really interesting. So imagine this. The Israelites have reached a point and they're just about to cross the Red Sea. But at this particular moment, God stirs up anger in the Pharaoh because he lost his child, and the Pharaoh decides to attack the Israelites at their point in their journey Yes so he he calls all his generals and the army and everything, and he sets off to attack the Israelites at their camping point but I guess what I find really interesting is that when he reached there, you know, Moses splits the water as you read, and the pillar, eh? the pillar of cloud, yes, it's, it separates the two different camps the Israelite camps and the Egyptians, and then it brings light to the side of the Israelites. And total darkness to the side of the Egyptians. I didn't. I didn't necessarily know that, so I was pretty intrigued by that. It's um again in chapter fourteen, yes. And so the the Red Sea is split. The Israelites pass each one of them, and you know amazingly, not even one of the Egyptians able to cross because the the walls. Of the Red Sea just came tumbling down and flooded the riverbed (laughs) and drowned all the Egyptians and that was and that's basically what happened in chapter fifteen. It's a song of praise to God, the song of Moses, yes, and that's generally what happened in this story. I feel that. You'll get a better picture of the story once you read it for yourself. Again, it's Exodus chapter 1 to 15. It may be a long read, but you can find a way around it. Maybe a chapter a day or two chapters a day, depending on how you want to read this story. But as you read it, learn a few lessons, read, like be intentional about that. Now, I'm going to share the lessons I learned from this. The first one is God is intentional, because I think we can agree that the events of the story were not normal, not events you could predict here, and I find that God is very intentional with in what he lets happen and how he controls the world. He was intentional with Moses' mother's actions at the point when they ordered for the children to be thrown, actually the baby boys to be thrown in the river, but even more so with his, with the way in which he showed his might to the Egyptians, you know, all those plagues, he did more than just show his might to the Egyptians, but he also gave Moses and the Israelites a reason to trust in him, and yes, I felt that God was really, I learned that God was really intentional, and secondly, I learned that we can trust God, because the Israelites were successfully led out of Egypt. Yeah. And that's, that's been the story for the day. I really enjoyed this story. I hope you enjoy it when you choose to read it. Yeah. But but uh, there are also a few fun facts that I learned. That we probably both didn't know. First of all, Moses' mother's name was Jochebed. I didn't know that. Then his son, his son was called Gashom. And then the third thing I did not know was that the Israelites were in Egypt for 430 years. (laughs) I don't even know how people like Mariam were able to keep their faith in God for all this time. I feel like it's a task to each one of us that if the Israelites still were still faithful to God and still trusted him in Him in this period of time for 430 years and were patient, then how much more patient should we be if we are not faced with such long periods of time? How much more should we trust? Yeah, I feel like that was, I was like a challenge for me. Then... I also learned that Mariam, Moses' sister, was actually a prophet. Now, we don't usually see female prophets in the Bible, but I guess here's one today. Mariam. Yes. So that's about it for today. And I feel that we have discovered how this this song applies to this book. That we need to learn to look through heaven's eyes. We will never see our purpose in the grand design. It's about that time where we pray. So let's humble ourselves. Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you for letting us share it with each other. We thank you for life as it is and we praise your name. Lord, we pray that we may be able to learn from the story of Moses and put into practice the things we learn. We thank you that your intention and that we can trust in you. And we pray that our faith in you may continue to grow. I pray for you who is listening today, that God may meet you at your point of need. And that you may start to see yourself as God sees you, as God defines you, and not as the world defines you. May you forever know that God is with you. And may he guide you and may you grow in this Christian life. I also think that this podcast finally came out. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much for listening for all this time. And I hope you've benefited from this I really enjoyed sharing it. I hope you enjoyed listening. And if you did, don't keep it to yourself. Go ahead, share it with that person if you'll need to be reminded of this story. Or at least needs to hear something that touched you during this episode. I guess that's it from me today. Stay safe and keep on reading that Bible.